Hey everyone, Rashawn here. I just wanted to pop in and give you a quick update about your four favorite movie fans. WCA took a bit of a hiatus to figure out how best to support the unions during these very important discussions between the AMPTP and SAG-AFTRA and WGA. We have always wanted to come from a place of love and support both for the movies and the people who create them. And now we figured out the best way to do that and still release episodes for you all, our amazing listeners who we love so much. So you'll hear a few episodes that were recorded pre-strikes, both this week and next. After that, we're going to move on to a few new fun formats and episodes that definitely stay true to who we are on the show, while also respecting the continual fight for actors and writers. We all deserve to be paid and compensated fairly, and that fight will continue until those needs are met. So march if you can march, donate if you can donate. We will see you out on the picket lines if you live in L.A. Bump into us, say hey. And one day soon, we will see you at the movies. So enjoy these new episodes coming your way, and we are so incredibly happy to be back. Bye. We're not going to fight anymore. I'm also just a girl. I hate to float. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. Come on, y'all talkers up in here. Time to keep it down right now. Avengers! Ready to party! What's up, everyone? Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Mela, here with Josh, Lacey, and Rashawn. Before we get started, take a quick little minute to like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love reading those little reviews. It um, makes our day, even when they're bad. You can also support <laughs> all of us in this little indie podcast at buymeacoffee.com slash WCA. What's up, y'all? Um, hey. I'm going to snatch that ball out of the air real quick. Do it. Um, I haven't even brought it up on the thread because I, I wanted I wanted it live. I wanted it on Damn the mic. <laughs> I saw it, Rashawn. I saw your letterbox. <laughs> I fucking right. told you, Rashawn. You know what? I think I'm going to get in the hot seat today, so I'm going to let him take the heat today. Tell the people. Because I don't know. I, I just I, What did you see? What are you referring to? I've what seen a lot of see? things, Josh. What I'm a cinephile. See? You know. Uh, I saw... Across the Spider-Verse, finally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What has everyone else been watching? <laughs> I fucking This hate is you. crazy. Not even I, a part no. on this letterbox. Not even I a part. I said I should have just put five stars and been done with it so I don't ever have to talk about it again. No, because then you'd be a liar. Uh, and I'm not. For better or worse, my reviews are my reviews. I didn't, I didn't dig it. I didn't dig it. There. I said it. I didn't dig it. Is there a, like, is there, can you, can you, can you pinpoint why is the, did it get too big for its britches for you? Was like, I, I thought about that because it's, it's literally been almost a month and a half since it came out and the hype has been massive. I think beautifully made, fantastically drawn and animated. I just really didn't like the story and I think I'm multiversed out. And I, as much as I loved Into the Spider-Verse, this just did not... I, I'm, I don't want to fault it for being half a story. The To Be Continued is very frustrating. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, it was just... It, I don't know. I, I feel like it betrayed a lot of what made the first one so special with Miles becoming Spider-Man and choosing to be Spider-Man. Yeah, I just, I just did not particularly dig it. I'm so sorry. That's what happens when you don't go to the movies with us. Yeah. This is exactly what happens. That's not true because we went a few days ago and that was still bad. So. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people, uh, not upset, some upset, just that didn't like the To Be Continued. And it's a valid displeasure. But I think I'm so chronically online. I knew it was originally supposed to be Beyond the Spider-Verse Part 1. It was supposed to be a Part 1 movie. And I think that would have... Not saying you were Sean, but I think it would have saved a lot of people 
that grief if going into it if it was labeled a part one they knew it was a part one it wouldn't have thrown so many people off but i don't know because i think about movies that i've seen that say part one like twilight and harry potter those first come to mind and i still feel um. at the end of it like ah, you know like damn i gotta wait another year then this yeah. one we wait like i don't know a couple, and there's there's some that i've loved because i knew it was yeah. a part one going in so that it wasn't like a shock but I definitely think the last 15, 20 minutes or so are where the story really kicks off. And then it kind of cuts you off at the knees. But yeah, I don't know. Like The Matrix did it. I didn't mind that. Infinity War. I, I love Infinity War. But like The Twilights, The Hunter, Hunger Games, Harry Potter. Like I just don't. I don't know. I feel I feel awful that's why i just didn't put anything because i don't want to get beat up but i well you're nothing not to the average viewer but to us we can read your lack even your lack of a review says everything mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't think it's a bad movie i just I, I i didn't dig it the first one is so is really really special to me and um i, I, I want everything with her his mom the scene with his mom on the rooftop i was sobbing. yeah like, it was so 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 mm-hmm. good um, I just, I need people to, like, let go of the multiverse shit. Like, yeah. I mean, to, to their credit, they did it first. They were they set it up in the first one that it's a multiverse thing. Yeah. Yeah. Needed more John Mulaney, though. <clears throat> Maybe part two will be dynamic. Well, well, we'll all see it together in four years, so. <laughs> it's not coming out next year, y'all. I don't know. No. It's not coming out next year. It's really um, what not. did we see a few days ago? Well, Josh, for the first time ever, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> I watched my very first Indiana Jones movie, starting with part five. <laughs> you not even like in theaters. I understand you haven't even seen on VHS, nothing on DVD. No, you live with him. It's a lost art. I know. And that's the thing. It's one of the. It's like how you are with John Wick. Like I want to see them. Yeah. It's just. It's like a commitment thing. Like I gotta, yeah, it never happened. So I didn't have anything writing on it. I didn't have any like backstory or anything. So I had a good time. I, I was like, this, this is cute. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this new thing in film about de-aging people, you guys, if you're if you're listening and this is your job to do this in movies, please stop. Talk to your boss. That's also no. like I don't know. Obviously, I'm biased as an actor, but that's also like that's a a career making job you're taking away from a young actor. That this like I'm sure I can't name any off the top of my head, but I'm sure there were multiple big breaks from people that are like I looked like a young you know yeah. Brad Pitt, and I got my first gig just because I looked like him, and like. It's a cool thing. Who cares? Like, it's not like a weird or like strange thing that we as audience members wouldn't understand if they had a younger actor. So I'm just confused as to why they think let's just throw this like digital face on Harrison like, Ford. Uh, Homeboy in in Solo didn't even look like 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 almost at all. He didn't look like a young Harrison Ford. I don't think. I thought he captured it pretty well, but but that's the thing. It, the, like if you capture that energy, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm along for the ride. We're with it, and that's the thing. If you're just gonna do it as like a cameo or homage, like that's one thing I can accept right. that. But I also know Harrison Ford is what like eighty <laughs> yeah. something. I know that's not him. I know he's not doing that. You know, I'm. I know he's not running across the top of a train. I know he's yeah. not. I had fun with a lot of it, but uh, and a good portion of the movie, I kept thinking, Tom Cruise is right. Like there's a lot of moments where you couldn't tell if it was a CGI or a practical stunt, and it's like you, there's you miss that tangible, very visceral, real stunt when the camera can be in the face of the actor doing it. And it's mm. like TC is right again. Well, Lacey, you were like, that's the reason why I love Indiana Jones, because it's all practical. And I'm like, this one is so far from that. Was yeah. not. It was not. I thought the CGI elements of it were 
aside from the first 30-minute sequence, mm-hmm. were fine. I, I don't think you can go into an action, m- many action movies now aside from Mission Impossible and not get yeah. CGI action sequences. So it's just something I have to, I feel I have to accept. Right. I thought overall, like, I thought it was fine. I thought it was, I think I gave it three and a half stars on Letterboxd. Like, it was an Indiana Jones movie. Um, for better and for worse. <laughs> um, I think that's why James Mangold was ideally the correct director for it, because he did Logan. And Logan, I think, is a great example of, like, an iconic character who can't do what they used to do. And like kind of leading this last sort of adventure into the sunset. Mm-hmm. But then the script called for Harrison Ford to still do all of these things. Well. <laughs> Without even wincing. I do want to say, though, I loved Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I thought she was great. I thought she was a really, I thought she was a perfect uh, scene yeah. partner. For not just Harrison Ford, but for Indiana Jones. I thought her character was really strong. Um, a little more cynical than Indy mm-hmm. is. And I thought she did amazing. I really enjoyed that her. Was good too. You guys, Netflix just dropped my favorite, even over Spider-Verse, my favorite animated movie of the year mm-hmm. so far. Um, it is a movie called Nimona. Starring Chloe Grace Moretz, Riz Ahmed, and Yuji Li Yang. Based off of a graphic novel by the same title, Nimona. It's so fun. The animation is great. But it's also like really open, openly, lovingly queer. Without that being like a plot point. Which is, let's do more of that please. It's very much like anti-government fight the patriarchy while having this amazing little shapeshifter as the main character. It is super fun. It's sweet. Um, and I, I cannot recommend it enough. If you read the graphic novel, they change a lot. It's very different. So just don't hold that too tightly. Hold the idea of Nomona. Um, close to you while you watch it um but i recommend both i recommend the novel by nd stevenson and the film on netflix all right guys Mm -hmm. it's time what are we fighting about today now yeah josh we uh we watched crybaby hell yeah you did are you asking <laughs> Unfortunately, no. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. He's been hurt. He's been mistreated. He's been misunderstood. He's Crybaby Walker. Yeah, you're looking to rumble. You're looking at me because I'm the king. Good girls want him bad. Hi. Bad girls want him worse. Look, cry, baby. You scorch me, man. You're a dead man, Walker. Come on. Yeah, you're the Cry Baby is a 1990 teen musical romantic comedy written and directed by John Waters. The film stars Johnny Depp, Amy Locame, Polly Bergen, Susan Tyrell, Iggy Pop, Ricky Lake, and Tracy Lords. Cry Baby, a drape and Alice in a square, disturb Baltimore society by breaking the subculture taboos and fall in love. The film shows what the young couple has to overcome to be together and how their actions affect the rest of the town. Oh, Cry Baby. Oh, Cry Baby. I love this movie. It's, it had been a minute since I had seen it, and I actually ended up watching it twice, um, once with myself and then once with Rashawn, and I laughed the whole way through, mostly because I knew that you guys were watching it. 
<laughs> and I think I, I texted you all yesterday, like, can't wait for you to see this. I can't wait to get into it. But I saw Crybaby probably at the end of middle school or early high school. And a friend of mine knew I loved Grease, knew I loved Rocky Horror, knew I just loved like weird campy shit. And he's like, have you ever seen the movie Crybaby? And I'm like, no, I've never even heard of it. And he's like, oh my God, you got to come over. We got to watch it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Where has this been all my life? This is literally, yes, this is everything I love. It's got greasers. It's got music. It's 50s. It's trashy. It's a little nasty. It's got everything. We are still a little confused on what camp is on this podcast. Okay, we don't need... I haven't brought that up in yeah, such a long so time. so I thought I would just bring it up. So this is a, this is camp through and through. So I thought, hey, you know what? Lacey might not know what camp is, but she's going to learn today. Uh, stop, stop. Sorry, Ted. <laughs> Three years. Three years. I got to pull out the big guns because I know... And I'm still catching strays. I know I'm on the island alone today and I don't give a fuck. But um, let's get into it. I have no clue how Rashawn feels. I know Josh and Lacey are like, this is probably nasty. But let's um, <laughs> let's start what do you with... Mean? We haven't even... This is, just, this is just my assumption. Okay, got it. So let's start with Josh. Mel? Yeah. I loved it. Are you serious? No, I didn't like it at all. Oh my god! <laughs> like, there's no fucking way. There's the no fucking way. Heaviest silence I've ever heard. No, I think it was uh, really obnoxious. <laughs> there we go. Okay, we're back. The multiverse back. is right in. <laughs> um. So, uh, so this movie is like a satirical send up from 1950s. Uh, high school musicals. Grease is like a satirical setup of 19... 19- Can you name me one non-satirical greaser 1950s high school musical? Well... You think Grease is a setup? Grease is not satirical. <laughs> Isn't it? Didn't we talk about it? How it's like a little tongue-in-cheek and like a little... Supposed to be kind of poking fun at those in that era? I think it's more poking fun at like the casting of older people no that was not a thing no they were not intentionally doing that i mean that wasn't i think they were just i thought i thought that was one of the defenses of greece that it was like well okay sure well let's call this a satirical send-up of greece then um i don't care i was just wondering because like i was thinking about it and i can't think of anything else other than greece wouldn't have changed my opinion at all man uh where to begin so the music i do like the music the music was nice there's some real, there's some real fun ones in here. <laughs> I'm really trying to think of something nice to say. Is this your first John Waters flick? I thought it was, and then I, let me check quick. I thought it was, and then I was scrolling through his IMDb, and then I thought I recognized one. The original Hairspray, maybe? Maybe it was that. I'll scroll through later. Uh, but let's, for for the sake of it, let's say yes. Okay. Um, and then for the sake of it, let's say it'll also uh, be my last. <laughs> um, no, Pink Flamingo seems just right yeah, up your alley. Don't you fucking dare! <laughs> like I, I'm aware of John Walter's cultural impact, and I'm never, I'm never going to take that away, and I'm never going to take this movie away. I'm not going to say it shouldn't have been made or it doesn't have a cultural impact. What I'm saying is, I couldn't have liked it uh, less personally. I don't think a single joke landed. Um, no, the one, was it a rat or a mouse? That was kind of funny. Uh, Favorite. Laugh my ass <laughs> off. Rewinded it. <laughs> that was, that got me a little bit. <laughs> and I almost, I almost got it when the, when the prisoners were watching was a creature of the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Hatchet uh, burst through. But then it did a close up of Hatchet and she ruined it. So it, mm-hmm. it was almost funny and then not funny. Yeah, I didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> All right, no surprise there. Um, Rashani, let's Mel hear from it. you. Yes. So I'm gonna give you some credit, okay? Because I think that you are someone who 
loves the genre, but will also appreciate the send-ups of said genre. Mm -hmm. You love Never Been Kissed, but you also love Not Another Teen Movie. <laughs> yes. So on and so forth. And I, I think that's just a really cool cinephile quirk. I don't know. Some people will not <laughs> go for the spoofs or the satires of their favorite genre. Whatever. If there's, if there's one thing Mel's going to do, it's, gonna, it's laugh at herself. <laughs> She's going to laugh. <laughs> Having said that, I know you were nervous coming into this that you would be alone. Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you that you are not. Oh. <laughs> that would have been funny, dude. That I'm going to tell you you are. That you fucking are. <laughs> no, I really, I really, really like this movie. Um, like, a lot. And... This is my third time seeing it and probably the first time that I actually got to like watch it and digest it because I didn't really understand what the fuck this was at 13. Like I didn't, I didn't get yeah. it. I really like John Waters, even if I can't really rewatch any of his stuff, I will never watch Pink Flamingos <laughs> ever again. Um, but I like Hairspray. I like uh, A Dirty Shame. Um, female troubles like I probably won't watch like I just can't it's just yeah some it's of it's gross yeah mm -hmm. it's like my brand of gross that I just can't do but I really like this and I, I like the send-up of of those kind of greaser teen comedies and also the send-up of romance itself I think the soundtrack is amazing and I think the actors in it are amazing <laughs> um and <laughs> I'm, we'll get into it. We'll get I'm, into it. I'm fucking I'm, shocked. I'm in your corner. Uh, I had a good time. I really did. Get over here. Here, let me get you a leather jacket. I am aghast. <laughs> I am I know. shocked. I know. Mostly because last night, he, I was like, oh my god, I'm going to be alone. And he's like, I don't know. And then he's... He does that. He loves to do that. He loves to think, make you think that you're alone. And he loves to make you think he's on your side. And then he flips the table. Let's not miss. I don't post my letterbox till after the review. <laughs> if I put stuff, I put stuff. You be withholding for the surprise. Yeah. For the element yeah. of surprise. So. Go listen to Rockadoodle if you want the element <laughs> of surprise from Rashawn, friends. Guerrilla warfare that movie was. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It was bad, I'm, so. I will never recover. Simply never recover. You make no sense to me. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, thank you. Three years, uh, three years later, and I just, I can't. That, that I can't. That is the I best compliment I've ever gotten. <laughs> the the, the 2.5 star review for Across the Spider-Verse was kind of crazy. Who? Me? Yeah. I did not give it 2.5. Listeners, if you want to know the truth, got to go follow us on Letterboxd. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be using me as bait, bitch. <laughs> They love you. It'll work. All right, Lacey. <laughs> let's hear from you. Um, If this is camp, I don't like camp. <laughs> you catch well, me in a yeah. hotel. <laughs> <laughs> a girl scout, she is not. I did not like this at all. I loved Ricky Lake. I thought she was wonderful. So I loved every moment she was on screen. I thought she was precious and sweet and funny. I think Johnny Depp decided that he was going to let his teeth go after being in this movie with Hatchet Face. He, like, was inspired and was like, that's, that's, that's what it. I want. She said it. I didn't. <laughs> she set the bar and uh, he is he is making his way. Yeah, I, I did not enjoy this. <laughs> Just as I expected. I mean, Rashawn, I didn't expect, but... Um, uh, I'm gonna sing tonight, and I thought you might like to hear me. Ah! Whoa! Mind your manners. This is what we think of your kind of music. <laughs> How dare you hit him? You don't own me, Baldwin. I have the right to hear Crybaby sing. Don't get all worked up, honey. The punk got what he deserved. Up on, honey. Just one minute, young lady. Listen, I'll take good care of her, Mrs. Vernon Williams, I promise. And it's okay about my face. It don't hurt much. Please. Did you guys know that this was camp at all? Like, did you know anything I mean, as far as that, I even, guess? even though I hadn't seen the John Waters movie, to my knowledge, 
I knew John Waters and I, I know his style and like I know who he is. So I assumed it would have an element of that. Yeah. It really feels like it, it didn't really kick in until a little under halfway through. I watched a portion of it and then I had to go head into work early. So I had to like stop watching and then I, I, I finished it later. So I watched the first half hour, which is up until Crybaby's first song when he sings Crybaby with Allison for the first time. And then immediately the scene after is the French kiss scene mm-hmm. and the talking about his parents <laughs> and the orphan and like, like it, it, when you watch it as a whole movie, it's fine. I actually didn't hate it terribly the first half hour. I was like, this is kind of cheesy, but can't, like, okay, it's kind of goofy, silly, kind of almost scary movie type elbows and winks to the, to the camera. From that 30 minutes on, dude. Back from life. Whoa. <laughs> dude. Holy shit. <laughs> it's bizarre. I hated the tongues. I hated That's exactly it. I hated when I texted it. y'all. I hated That's it. That's exactly the point where I said, can't wait for you to watch this masterpiece. It's so gross. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> gross to watch it but i think about doing that as an mm. actor and it i want to throw up like i hate it so much yeah it was crazy i think you... about doing that as an actor with someone that you're just like oh this is fun but then like what if you really don't like your scene partner or what if, <laughs> i'm or saying what if they like you way more than you like them yikes um no i asked that because i don't think i like really understood what camp was at like what Rashawn said at like 13, 14. I just, I knew Rocky Horror, right? So I was like, I know that it's like strange I, and it's, you can't take it seriously. I know what a spoof is. So when I first watched it, I was like, oh, okay, none of this is serious. So I kind of had that, I don't know, like those goggles on first, but I imagine if I didn't know that, I would think everything, like all of the acting is really bad. I know that Rashawn said that he really liked the acting and you guys almost threw up. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to talk about that. So with the acting, yeah. I, I, I think I could have liked this movie if it had come out. You could have the same cast, same everything. If it had come out like five years later, I think to me it feels way too. I'm going to laugh long with it. I'm going to I'm going to look into the camera and <laughs> I'm going to be goofy. Like I like my spoofs played as serious as a hard tack mm. and uh, i'd say about two-thirds of the cast to me felt like they weren't doing that it felt like they were like we're spoofing greats and it's just like well no i like like hatchet um and now i don't like it like i think johnny depp actually is pitch perfect for me the level that you're kind of winking and and but also taking it you know play this like a real movie and the comedy will handle itself and I think some of them didn't do that. And it made me grind my molars into a fine powder. <laughs> You're talking about the drapes, mostly? Mostly the drapes, yeah. Um, and the uh, Allison's grandma, the like principal. Mm. At the back end of the movie. At the beginning of the movie, she was great. At the back end, when she had a change of heart that I didn't catch why... She became like very like fucking okay. The judge like, had the hot for her. Hot yeah, for her. I know. That's they made sure her. to let us know, Mel. <laughs> I know. We're we, not missing anything. Nothing slipping by the viewer on this tape. Let me tell you what. <laughs> what about you, Lace? What about the acting? Why didn't you feel like you liked it? Or you did? It is always funnier to me if the actors don't let us in on the joke. And it very much felt like what Josh was saying is like, I felt like 95% of the cast was winking at the camera the whole time. I don't know. That's just not like one moment of that is good, but not the whole movie. I thought uh, Johnny Depp as Crybaby was good. I thought he played it sincerely, but also heightened. Same with Allison Vernon Williams. Or Alice, or sorry, Amy, <laughs> Amy Locaine. I thought, I thought she was really cute and sweet. Like I thought they were a good farce of 
Danny and Sandy. Mm-hmm. And I actually really liked the Milton, yeah, the boyfriend. He was, good. he was on point. He was awesome. I thought he was good. Um, I I would I I don't know. I think they all had their moments, but as a whole, it was just too much winking mm. for me. Too much like <laughs> I'm gonna be funny now because this is a funny movie. Okay. And I don't like that. That's not funny to me. <laughs> Got it. Where's Johnny? I'm trying to like skim through it in my head because I don't feel I hear what they're both saying, but I don't see that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Because I don't I don't think anyone's necessarily winking at the camera. I don't One guy literally does it in the movie. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as far as like playing the I feel like they play the movie. Catch it. Well, yes. But but she's kind <laughs> of she's kind of possessing that spirit of of divine and she is like the the John Waterism of it. Yeah, she's the theme of the movie in a nutshell, so she kind of has to be this I feel like larger than life to me isn't necessarily winking at the camera, but I, I, like I said, I'm trying to like work it through my head and see what you guys saw because I, I don't feel that way at all. I just think the tone of the movie is winking and not necessarily the performances. I didn't like um, Cryberry uh, Ramona. Is that her name? Ramona Ricketts, Cryberry's grandma. Uh huh. She was tough too. I think there is like def- definitely different levels of acting here but for me it's all kind of cohesive and it makes sense in this movie you have crybaby and allison and i would even say crybaby is kind of teetering that line of like i'm over the top but i'm also trying to sell this like greaser elvis danny zuko kind of guy but then we get to the makeout scene where he's telling his his story about how his family died and he has his moment of camp or over the topness where you're like what the fuck is going on so he does kind of get to like the hatchet face level but he's just not playing it all the time i feel though like he's playing the emotions sincerely through a heightened lens mm-hmm. And Hatchet's performance just feels very like, I'm gross and funny. And the joke is, I look weird. Yeah. Like, it's not. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like yeah. that. Yeah. I think, I think though, whether you like it or not, like, that is literally as simple as it is. I, I think we, as cinephiles, and that's what we like to do, is, like, we like to kind of see into it and want to look for more. But sometimes it's simple as, you're just ugly and this is the part and you're here to land these jokes so you as co-hosts but especially you as friends know my aversion to being told what to do yes and with a role and character and like hatchet every time she enters frame like i said in the creature of the black lagoon scene what ruined it for me she enters and the way it cuts to and closes up and the way she kind of like looks left and right and then makes a funny face she's telling me to laugh at her so that is the last thing that i'm going to do i don't i don't know if she's telling you to laugh at her but i i feel like john from behind the camera is telling you if she were olivia newton john none of this would be uncomfortable or irritating and i i I, like mel said that's not the deepest commentary but i do think that's what he's going for and if she looked like Stalker Channing, all of those close-ups and those moments, you would just take at face value. Well, then, uh, Stalker Channing wouldn't be trying to morph her face like a goddamn Dali painting, then, either. It's not well, just I know, her... because that... She's not just being, though. Hatchet isn't just entering frame. She's Mm-mm. entering frame and purposefully morphing her face and looking around and grinning. And it's just like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> yeah, but that's the laugh. point. That's the point. Like, you're supposed to stare... At the grotesqueness of her face, which I think they put prosthetics on her to make her look even more and the makeup disfigured. Too, yeah. You're supposed to stare at that in the face and get what he's saying. Like, uh, John Waters is never going to be accused of subtlety. But I yeah. think he is, he's 
bludgeoning you over the head with this kind of commentary on that character needing to be conventionally attractive Mm -hmm. and like a tough girl that nobody messes with. But in this movie, she looks like hatchet face and you still, you still find some sweetness within her because she's loyal. She's a good friend. She's a good member of, of the gang. And she also doesn't think she's ugly, which is kind of like, no, I do like that. She tells the judge like, this is just my face. I got character. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I, I, I get, why it doesn't work but i but i also see what he's doing i i also read in the trivia that he wanted to just make a hatchet face movie Mm. and it feels like that sentiment would have worked brilliantly as sort of the crux of a whole movie the Mm. sort of the send-up of a leading lady but there wasn't room for it in this for me there's already enough things that i didn't like that i didn't need another thing to not like you know she kind of to me like just fits in like she obviously stands out because everyone looks relatively normal that are that is in the drapes right no one is kind of off everyone's very conventionally attractive except for ricky lake who's pregnant as fuck with like her twins or her baby sorry which is like oh my god she's a teen pregnancy whatever that's a whole thing but when we get to their house in the backwoods Everybody kind of just fits, to me, fits like Hatchet Face just looks like those people. They're all hillbillies. They're all gross. Her and grandma are not too far off where it's just like, oh, mm-hmm. well, this is where, this is where they all come from. It's just so, ha- and Wanda is clearly super conventional looking because she's not even supposed to be there. She's supposed to be a part of the squares. So I feel like really she's technically the one that stands out. Crybaby just got like the the good side of the coin and Ricky Lake still is kind of fitting because she's a teen, but she's pregnant. She's chunky. She's a little, she's a little rough around the edges too. So to me, Hatchet Face is just kind of like, yeah, she can come. She kind of just looks like the rest of us. (laughs) Yeah. I, I feel like he, why he does what he does so well is that he takes those things that would be very, minimal in another movie it's like oh this is the bad gang and rizzo might be pregnant spread it around you know he and he amplifies all of those absurdities and kind of strips away any phoniness of like sweet teen romance it's like no i'm gonna put all of this ugly in your face i'm gonna put a confederate fat flag everywhere on the wall and a lot of confederate a lot flags. but I, but i also think they they see that as a sign of rebellion and ignorantly don't really know about the full context of what that symbol means. And I, I think it's all very intentional where it's like, look at how ugly, how degenerate, how ignorant these people are. And, but they're still so sweet and they love each other and they deserve love. And it kind of works for me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. To me, it's like, they are the others and for like all categories. So it, to especially at the end when he's taught i think it's crybaby who's talking about like oh we're gonna play that music and it's gonna be the music that you hate and it's gonna be colored and the whole audience is like oh god my ears so it kind (laughs) of to me the whole drapes part of it is just like whatever you are that isn't white and square you are other when i first watched it i was like but there's a confederate flag there but then as I got older and I started, you know, watching it with a different a different mind, it made a little bit more sense to me. They post that flag everywhere, but they're also the only group in town that is not embarrassed to be seen with people of color. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. that that juxtaposition of like, you don't even know what you're putting on the wall when you raise that flag, but you're also the only tolerant people in town because everyone else is like straight white and buttoned up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like him, even John Waters, as a queer director, found a really unique way to kind of express that individuality. Mr. Simmons, bring me a dream. I am the cutest that she's ever seen. Give her the word that I'm not a rover. Then tell her that her lonesome nights are over. 
I want to talk a little bit about the music because that's something that we all seem to kind of like, right? Yeah. yeah. I personally love like towards the end, like all of the jail stuff that those were the bangers for me. Even though Johnny Depp can sing, this was not him singing. This was also not mm -hmm. Amy singing either. Um, I thought the voices that they chose were very unique. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think Allison's voice, it's not a bad voice. And I really do mean unique because I think they could have gone really legit with somebody who's playing this like square and her sounds. I don't know, like your typical music th musical theater person or someone who sounds like a Disney princess. But she gets on the mic and she sounds kind of sultry and then kind of like a baby. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's like mousy, but with a growl. Yeah. <laughs> did, did Crybaby have two singers? I... Because he had one song that sounded identical to Frankie Valley, But then the rest were like the sort of rock songs. From what I saw, it was only two people listed, but it I understand because it sounds... The one, like, yeah, I think when he first gets to the prison, yeah, and he's in bed, it's the falsetto is very like Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, mm -hmm. but the rest of it was the sort of, you know, 50s rock. Yeah, like rockabilly guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's what I mean by unique is like, they could have gone really legit with both of them, but they're like, it, again, to me, it's just like the John Waters thing, like, nah, we're just gonna, we're gonna get somebody that's a rockabilly that's true to the times and yeah like make us believe that johnny depp and amy locane are, are singing this. it it worked though like i guess uh, i i just because we have seen sweeney todd and i wasn't very surprised when i found out it wasn't johnny depp singing but i i believed it that it was uh that it was amy singing allison's part until i read otherwise so it worked yeah this, the songs were the one time in the movie I think all of them. I don't think there's a song I dislike that I enjoyed myself. Wow. Lacey, this is a case of the soapbox you were on with The Little Mermaid, however. This movie became a musical on stage, and they did not use a single song. Not a single one? Not a single one. It did, however, win some Tonys. So like Rashawn said, you're going to have songs in there so you can win some awards. But... That's true to Hairspray, too. I mean, Hairspray is not a musical, the original. Right. And so all the songs are original. But this one is, like, a Her. musical. That doesn't bother me, though, as much as a, a movie that gets turned into a musical. And then they make another movie based on the movie and the musical. <laughs> yeah. And then they cut out the best song in that in said Which musical. Is? To add a new song. If I can't love her. <laughs> <laughs> that's shocking though because a lot of these songs really work yeah too. like obviously the crybaby song like you have you would think you have to have at least that and then the, like yeah the, uh, my favorite song was the uh mr jailman let my mm -hmm. let my baby out or whatever that's my favorite song that was that'd be that would be great on stage yeah. huh i wish i could have seen it on stage it was it played i think only for like not even a full year, maybe six to eight months. No, that makes sense. But this, to <laughs> me, looks so easy to transfer from movie to stage. And you already have the song set up. Now, you would probably have to add some more because there's a, a chunk of this movie where there is no songs whatsoever. I wonder if people were, it could have been, however recently Grease was on Broadway, then seeing this, it could have been like, eh, well, you know. Right. You have to pick one 50s high school musical. We're going to do both. And I pick Grease. <laughs> We're going to do both. No. I feel like, though, and I can't say because I didn't watch it, but something tells me that the musical is a lot more refined and not as, mm, not necessarily as campy, but not as maybe mature like the themes aren't as mature maybe yeah there's a grunge to it there's yeah. a there's a grime to it that i think is intentional because of john waters 
Ah, oh, I love that grime. Look at that grime. Two, two questions. This is a two-part. Okay. Do you guys think that John Travolta could play Crybaby? And do you think that Johnny Depp could play Danny Zuko? Yes and yes. Yes and I'd yes. I'd be interested. I, I'm more... I don't think he, I don't think Johnny Depp would be bad, but I'm more interested in seeing John Tra, young John Travolta play Crybaby. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I don't know. Because I feel like they they have two very different charismas. Yeah, they both have both, it. Both, both have yeah, both charisma is different. The Riz is different on both. <laughs> I feel like Johnny Depp has that. To me, I've seen Grease a thousand times. Y'all know this. John Travolta <laughs> never reads as bad boy. No, no, ever. No. He he's wearing the stuff. He's got the grease in his hair, but he he runs home to mommy. I not to make this a Grease episode, but. But it feels like that's always, I don't know if that was ever intentional, but that's, to me, that's the character of Danny Zuko is always a guy who's trying to be a bad boy, but actually. Yeah, he's a poser. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Johnny Depp, yeah, he's done some shit. Yeah. He he can pull off the, yeah, I've been to juvie a couple times, I've been arrested, but I've got these sweet baby browns. (laughs) And I don't mean his teeth, I mean his eyes. Huh? Huh? You just said you don't mean his eyes? I don't, I don't mean his it. teeth. I mean his cut. eyes. Oh. No, I don't want to talk about it. It's gross. Do you mean his butthole? Don't, let's talk about it. Lacey brought it up first, and then that paved the way, baby. An hour ago. Them shits is crazy. <laughs> I couldn't let it go. <laughs> so obviously, this is off the, the heels of Hairspray in 1988. That movie just, like, went brazy. People loved it. And then people... Um, you know, producers were like, you need to make another one. Here's a bunch of money to make Crybaby. So I want to say the budget for Hairspray was 2.5 mil. And then Crybaby was 12 mil. Damn. That's crazy. That is insane. That's nuts. I, sh- I told Rashawn that and he's like, where? <laughs> I- <laughs> That's what I was going to say, but I didn't want to be mean. I, where? I get that though. I don't know because this movie and maybe that's just like the angle john waters takes is that it looks low budge i don't know maybe he just paid all the actors really 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 good because the only one at the time that was like really huge was like johnny depp ricky lake hadn't really popped off yet except for hairspray i don't know i just thought that was like a a crazy number that's especially in 1990 for a movie like I mean, that's studios were taking chances on movies like this. That's so. true, and it yeah. it was a box office bomb and didn't really pick up until people like me found it later, and it became a cult classic. <laughs> interesting studios to see how you can uh, hmm. make money off of physical release. Oh, this is interesting. I don't hmm. I don't know. I guess maybe give you know, a movie time to get an audience. Maybe <laughs> that's what this whole episode's about. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before we move on to the game, is there anything else you guys want to bring up? No, I, that's the thing. I don't. Aside from the certain actors that I definitely didn't like, uh, that was my whole point with this movie. Is that like I just kind of blanket, not for me, like the whole, <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> so like, there's nothing really I can pinpoint, you know, aside from what I've already said that like really drove it home. Just like I watched it, and at the end, <laughs> no. no, thank you. <laughs> Real quick, I we're moving on, but Rocky Horror, not for you? I don't think so. I think, and this could be a timing thing, I haven't seen it forever, but okay. I, I have I have fonder memories of it, but I'm, I'm not the kind of, I'm not just going to go put on Rocky Horror. Mm-hmm. So, again, I don't, ultimately I would say not for me, but I'm not like, I'm not as against it as I am. Yeah, I mean, I also think it's more mainstream, so people kind of tolerate it more. 
And but I know I, the song. I know the songs. Yeah, so I like, would say if it's on during October, just give it a little little looky loop. Me? Yeah. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> just a little looky loop. He's not gonna do if that. If it's on, if it's on in the crib, if Sam puts it on, just give it a little looky loop. Why would I do that? Just to see, just to compare. Starfield, Starfield is going to be out by October, so no, I'm not. Gonna I don't know do what that. that is. It's a video game. Oh yes, I pre-ordered. Did you? You don't. Coming in the mail <laughs> six to eight weeks. Quick, two two sentence synopsis of the game. What is it again? Starfield is about this um, alien who came to Earth, and it's like before the human race. Mm-hmm. So he kind of has to oh. um, figure out Earth on his own and how to create these beings. That is the plot of 65, not Starfield. Oh, well. Anyway, you were wrong on all accounts, so. <laughs> Who wants to play a game? <laughs> I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I despise guessing games. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. All right, Rashani, this is a this is a little sound drop right here because the name of the game is called "Good Girl Gone Bad." Oh, Cobra Starship. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, um, not that Rihanna, you guys. Rihanna. No, Cobra Starship. We're seeing Fallout Boy tonight. I know. My head is in that zone. <laughs> Jesus. So from the title, you can kind of get an idea of what the theme of the game is. Um, but if you don't, I'll tell you. The following movies in this game have the good girl who has fallen for the bad boy. How does it work? I'm here to tell you. I'm gonna give you a list of four members from low billing to top billing, um, according to IMDb. If you guess the movie from the lowest billed actor or actress, you earn four points. Second actor, three points. Two points, one point. Make sense? I think we've played this before. And, and every movie is the, the girl is the good girl. I guess yes. I can't even think of a movie where it's yeah. a good boy. Okay. Yeah. Every movie is a, is the theme. Another hint is I've probably seen all these movies multiple <laughs> times. If that helps. Yeah. Are you doing character or act, actor? I'm doing actor. Okay. So the first one is Wayne Knight. So all of these people are obviously in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And the fourth one is always going to be like a little obscure because. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm just so racking my brain yeah, for yeah. Wayne Knight movies that have that going on. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Yes. Space Jam. No. Because Lola Bunny. Because <laughs> Lola Bunny. She is Josh not. Think Bugs is a bad guy. Bugs is turning Lola. Lola oh, is I, a bad bitch. I had it mixed up. I had yeah, it mixed up. See? She was a she was a bad girl gone good. Yeah. She she settled down for bugs. That's mm-hmm. my bad. Okay. Second person, Kelly Bishop. Mm-mm. I don't even know who that is. I'm so bad with names. No, this as is not soon my as game. you you like Google it, you'll be like, ah. All right, third person. Jennifer Gray. Rashawn? Dirty Dancer. That is correct. Mm. And the last person Wayne. was Patrick Swayze. Wayne Knight's in Dirty Dancing? He is. He's like one of those people that's in everything. I'm like, oh. Huh. You're here. Huh. Okay. Next one, we have Didi Khan. The next one we have is Stalker Channing. Yes. Grace? Yes. Oh, I mean, it was. It was oh like, my god! It could be that obvious, right? <laughs> no, Why wouldn't it be? It's pretty obvious. Why wouldn't it be? It's me. Uh, then we have. <laughs> Is Olivia, that Frenchie? That's Frenchie. That's Stalker Channing. That's Olivia Newton-John, and then John Travolta. Like, why would it? Of course. Yeah, of course. So, Rashawn, you are up by five, my friend. All right. Next one we have Jennifer Jason Lee. Yes. Spectacular now. Ah, damn. Damn. <laughs> we did just watch it. Josh, let's just let's just sit back. <laughs> I was making this game. I was already done and I was like, fuck, Rashawn's gonna run it. I already fucking know. I already fucking know. <laughs> let's see. I'm let's gonna try. See. I'm, I'm pulling for you chance. guys, please. 
<laughs> I have Jennifer Jason Lee, Brie Larson, Shailene Woodley, and Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the next one I have is Peter Coyote. Hello. Who? <laughs> <laughs> My word. My word. Daryl um. Hannah. <laughs> oh, shit. Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. Lacey, I'm pulling for you, bitch. Steel Magnolias? Good, but no. Keep that. Splash? Oh. That's my guess. <laughs> All right, next actor is Shane West. No, it wasn't. I walked to remember. It was, it was. It. Yes. <laughs> Play yes. a song or something. What's Mandy that? Moore, right? Yeah, and the okay. last one was Mandy Moore. Lacey on the board with two. Oh, we did it. All right, next one. We have Sean Patrick Thomas. But which one? For Sean? Cruel Intention. Yeah. Damn. Damn. (laughs) Fuck. All right. Well, this is the last one. I got a tiebreaker this time for no reason. I'm just going to say it because we don't need yeah. a tiebreaker. Okay. Yeah. So this one is John Carroll Lynch. Oh, that's Zodiac, baby. Well, allegedly. John Carroll Lynch. Get it? The answer is Zodiac. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, moving on, we have Marissa Tomei. Yes. Oh, she's his, that's her dad, right? Uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Yes. Oh, shit. We have Julianne Moore and then Ryan Gosling. Okay. And then the tiebreaker that's not a tiebreaker. We have Susan May Pratt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to Josh because you, you good on the points, buddy. Uh, Jurassic <laughs> World. That's it. That's it. You take it. <laughs> Uh, we have Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. Uh, fucking. I hate you, but I remember it. Uh, What's it called, Sean? things Lacey. I hate about you. Yes. Wait, what was the first actor you said? Susan May Pratt. She was oh, also. Susan. Got it. Sorry. She was in Center Stage, right? Yeah. She was the, I want to no, quit dance. We had Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger, of course. Um. Did I win? You you won. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when Rashawn acts like that, everybody laughs. You fucking won, bro. <laughs> By like 16 points. That's so That was unfair. crazy. That was crazy. I got no, two. Yeah. I could have gotten three, but I didn't trust my gut. I should have put Jurassic Park in there. I'm sorry. Or, or Worlds. Or Space Jam. I should have thought of you. Well, congrats, Rashawnee. Congrats. Thanks, I guess. I guess. <laughs> he was in your corner today. I know, Wouldn't be me. nice to him. <laughs> you you ran that game. Wrapping things up. Uh it seems that we've come to the conclusion that I keep picking the most obscure shit for the veterans <laughs> to watch. Yeah. And it keeps fucking making my day. <laughs> I thought Lacey was gonna shock. I'm not gonna lie. I kinda I kinda did. I was like, you know what? This might be the one Together. I was like, this is one of the I few one of the few John Waters with no poop. So right. she might be in. She might be in. Um, so you're welcome. I didn't bring one with poop or vomit or spit. For once. once. You just brought a lot of tongues and saliva. Yeah. Mildly. Let's see like any saliva string. You know what one which one you would love? Sorry. Uh cereal mom. That one's like easy. It's not very nasty at all. Yeah. It's fun. Not very nasty. At <laughs> <all>. Kathleen Turner. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I trust that review. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's really, really fun. I think you're like. That is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Twitter, iHeartRadio.
This message is being broadcast. This message is being broadcast. This message is being broadcast. Continue to carry out the following instructions. You recognize this voice. This is Sam. Just so you know, I am going to be taking over this podcast. No, stop talking, Josh. Stop talking. I'll be taking over the podcast next week for a new episode. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite movies. So I hope you're there. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs>